welcome, a new week. Yes, welcome to the, the Black, Black Multiverse, Multiverse Theory Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about global, local, and popular culture from the perspective of Afro-Canadians who live different versions of themselves uh, to get through everyday life. So, hello. Hello, this is episode 10. 10. Big one, zero. So you can actually catch us on all your podcasting. So make sure you like it, like us and um, share us. So we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio, Public, and my very favorite, Stitcher, actually. Yeah. And uh, we're at a new time this week. Yeah. Only for this week. A special edition. This week is a different week because Nilo's going on vacation. Vacation, vacation. Which is like the most stressful thing I've done in I don't know how long. Apparently, it's much easier for me to work than it is for me to stop. Yes. Stop working. I mean, this time is a little bit different. This time around... Brand new business area. The loft is up and running. The podcast is new. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of things on going the go. on. Yeah. On the go. Plus, uh, even um, Carrie West, I got to come back like foot to road, you know? Yes, the road, the road, the road, your according to song, Ashanti. Ashanti. Yes. Um, so, how was your week since we, we saw, since we spoke last? My week has been phenomenal this week, mm. uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my boys did not make the city finals oh. in soccer. Sorry. We've been going in and around that. Um, I think they were getting tired. Anyways, they've been, playing, they've been playing steady soccer straight since August of last year. Oh, they did indoor for the indoor season, and then they went straight to outdoor. Straight into outdoor. Do, are they at the point, like, do your kids love extracurriculars, or do they sometimes like, yo, can we just play video games? They love extracurriculars, but they're also like, can we just play video games? Yeah. So they're like that, um, especially my oldest son. Yeah. Oh, they're both the same. They're both the same. The oldest son, he loves his video games. He loves to play um, FIFA mm-hmm. and Roblox and That's all these That's how you train ones. them. So we, we talked about that. Now I'm using week. video games to help train. Mm-hmm. Last week. And it's important because you don't realize what video games do um, for learning. Right. Um, so a lot of times you think that video games is dead space and people aren't learning anything, but... There's a whole, um, actually, area of study around play and learning. It's like a whole gaming and learning, uh, yeah, a whole, just a bunch of people who just do that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, once, think, you, once you get your degree, you can also be a beta tester of games. So there's mm-hmm. a whole genre there of yeah. learning. That's cool. Plus, you learn different things, physics, angles. Um, that can help you in real life if you actually are active. So these boys learned a lot. Well, I think it's interesting that you actually saw the difference in their gameplay, I guess, right? It was great. And then I said, you, you did the FIFA move. And they were like, yeah, did you see me, Dad? I passed it. I passed it back. 
And it's, it's a strange move to do, but um, even watching the World Cup women's uh, soccer. Oh, that was today. Yes, we saw we saw Canada lose to Sweden. Wah, wah. Wah. Um, it was really sad. Yeah, and and funny and fitting that the two two of my favorite players are black. Other black girls. Are the are, black girls? On the, the black team? girls on the team. They're okay. amazing. They are fast and very aggressive in their play. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they didn't get a chance to score or that they didn't score. And um, they had a chance to tie it up. And they gave it to one of the... The captain always picks somebody. Mm-hmm. And is like, I want you to take the shot. You're the person who's going to do the winning shot today. Mm-hmm. And she did the shot, and it just so happened that the Swedish goalie dived and saved it with her paws. She just got, she just there, got a finger it. on it. Got it. But it was interesting. They, they played a, a really good game. So the boys learned a lot from watching the women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, also this week, I had the Perling Simpson Gospel Fest. Yeah, how was it? Was uh, the turnout good? May Zing. Great turnout. Great turnout. Packed house. That's awesome. Um, this is the last time at that venue, apparently. Bittersweet. Um, it is bittersweet. Uh, there's a lot of changes that have happened over the years. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes in the church. A lot of changes um, just with the organizers of it and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on to bigger and better things. We're trying to get to the next level. I'm hoping, and this is for those podcasters that are fans of Essence of Praise, I'm hoping to join with the MBCC and do an outdoor concert with, with Essence of Praise. That would be nice. And use the Perlene Simpson Fund there so that the Perlene Simpson um, scholarship fund you can apply for on the MBCC website, but you also get to donate through okay. the website and have that venue. Ah, uh, that's awesome. So coupling two things that I'm working on right now into one. Mm-hmm. So it would be great. And I'm excited about that. That sounds good. Yeah. My cousin went home uh, back to the UK yesterday. Yeah. Was she sad to go? Yeah. Her mom was definitely sad. Auntie Mm -hmm. was sad. Yeah. But um, they know they're going to see each other again. I was talking to Auntie today, so everything is looking good. She's feeling better. She's feeling better now. A little bit better. She's spending the rest of her time with her sister. She's going to enjoy her or first Canada Day celebration, so it's going to be great. Wow. Canada Day, I'm going to be singing, I believe, in St. Albert for a funk band. Um, we're going we're gonna to rock the house with some funk music. Funk it up on the 1st of July. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are wondering what funk music is, it's a lot of guitar and a lot of... I imagine it like... Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very That's much. That's what I imagine. Yeah, it's close to that. <laughs> really so close. Not. <laughs> no, it's good. There's a lot more guitar in there, but yeah. If I wanted to like listen to funk, who's three artists that you would suggest me look up? First artist I would suggest right off the bat for funk music. George Clinton? I may think of George Clinton. Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's a good person to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody knows, tell me something good 
boom, 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 boom. You think that's funk? Yeah, because uh, it's it's just the way how the guitar. And I guess so. That it. next part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of aspects of funk are in other people's music, but black music in general is the basis of funk music. So mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder has funk tracks in there. So you, you're like, tell me who I can listen to. Well. Everybody. James Brown. Early stuff. Let's go with James Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so James Brown, early Stevie Wonder. Early Stevie Wonder, James Brown, you know. Funkadelics. Okay, I think that's it then. Top three. Yeah, those are top three. And then we we also said at the beginning, so that's George Clinton. George Clinton, bonus round there. Okay. I find that George Clinton is, like, not that, that popular. Um, not yeah. like James Brown, Avi. Because, because there's music that makes you dance, right? Mm-hmm. Music that makes you do something uh, creates its genre for itself, mm-hmm. right? So there's music that makes you dance. There's music that makes you love. There's music for making love. So mm-hmm. all these mu- all different yeah all these different ones get a popularity vote based mm-hmm. based on what and how it does its thing. Okay. So yeah. So that's it. All so right. that's my recap for my part of the week. What Your about week? yours? Do you got anything? What you do this week? Well, honestly, I've just been working a lot. We had a Juneteenth celebration Juneteenth. at um, our our friend Tanya's house. Shout out to Tanya. It was fun. Um, food was good. This is the second year that uh, we did it. Last year, there was three of us. This year, there was probably like maybe between 12 and 15 people there approximately. So I'm excited to, to, yeah, okay. I'm excited to like keep doing this every year. Um, it, it's a fun get together. Um, so that I think that's the biggest thing I did this last week. Uh, nothing major. I'm just like working, working, working to go away. Shout yeah. out to um, the Edmonton CFL football team. Yes, the Eskimos. They have won their first two games of the season so far. So yeah. apparently, they, also, if you're listening to this and you're in the S head office, stop cutting people with locks because you're cutting into my personal bottom line. So there's yeah. also that. But it's a great team um, this year. There's a lot of new guys on the team. Apparently, the CFL um, um, recruited a whole bunch of people from the MFL, which is the Mexican Pro Football League. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. So now there there 30 guys came. Those Mexicans can play. Yeah, I mean, I guess, just like anybody else. So I didn't know they had a whole football league, like every like CFL and like the NFL, right? Um, so I guess there's 18 new players, new players in the NFL from the Mexican Football League. There you go. Yeah, and that's so. that's in just the Eskimos, or is that across? The no, CFL? there's 18 across the CFL. There's two okay. two per team, right? I think there's nine teams or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a great multicultural experience. You yeah. Know? Every, um, yeah, it's a good, so that, I guess that's my week recap. I saw a lot of Eskimos. We've been working really hard. We celebrated Juneteenth. Yeah. 
Juneteenth was great for me because I enjoyed the spicy chicken. <laughs> that's a June. That, I guess that's a Juneteenth thing. Thing, yeah. Spicy chicken sounds like a Juneteenth thing. And there was a coconut roll there that was exceptionally Trinidadian. It was pretty trendy, I think. It was a Trinidadian. Yeah. Did she make it? I don't. Do you know think who made so. it? No. It was a person from Trinidad. I know, but I know the thing. You know the thing? <laughs> I just want to be sure that when I go to Trinidad and ask for this role, that they can be like, yeah, yeah, you, that's what, that's... Okay, I can't vouch for anybody else. But if you go to Guyana and ask for Solara, you're going to get something really similar to that. It's not the same, but it will taste pretty much the same. That, I don't know what that it would be called exactly. Like I know in Trinidad we have like... Coconut bake, we have all type no. of thing. They'll be like, all you, all you want some this coconut? What do you want? No, one makes excellent coconut bread. Mm. Yeah, particularly good. So, moving it on along. Moving along. Yeah, let's keep it moving. So we're gonna start lighthearted and happy today. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're no. not. No, we're gonna pepper in these weird. <laughs> Hardcore stuff. I'm only gonna do one. Middle. You're only gonna do one? Yeah. So right dead in the middle then. One weird hardcore thing. So can we start by talking about OJ on Twitter? I feel like that's not that serious. Let's talk about OJ on Twitter. So OJ's on Twitter now, but he's actually already suspended off of Twitter. Listen, people have been trying to get this guy off of social media, period. <laughs> True, he was like, I, I don't know who asked him to be on there, but he's like, okay, I'll take a shot. Wait like, a second. no, sir. First of all, who, first told, who of even all. told him about Twitter? First of all, <laughs> stop it. CNN, the, the president of the United States is oh, on Twitter. Oh, it's on Twitter. Why of do you think OJ Simpson don't know about Twitter? Get that man some, a little bit more. It's true. Just a little. No, you got it. 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 And Donald Trump be saying the most. No, he is so extra. He's so so extra. So that guy's you... extra. Do you know he like implicates himself on Twitter on a regular basis in everything that they're um everything that they're investigating him on. He's uh, like, I'm not the one who, um. Something about Russia helping him with the election. Like, I'm not the one who told Russia to help me with the election. And then he tweeted again. And he was like, Russia did not help me with the election. Right after, they're like, the president literally just admitted that Russia helped him. Jeez. I think, I, this is what I think. I think they need to come and get your boy. And take away that phone. Take away his phone and take away his computer for a bit. Like, somebody needs to be... OJ? No. Oh, uh, the president. The president. But what did OJ say? Um, you know what? I don't have... I don't... So I'm going to tell you this. I, I don't know. And I'll tell you I don't know. Because I have so many meme accounts that I'm following. I have no idea what is troll OJ and what is real OJ at this point. His Twitter was, I think it was OJ Simpson. No, the real OJ32. Since then, there are so many troll accounts, including the real OJ3232. 
<laughs> so reading all of those tweets, I can't actually even tell you which ones that are, are actually OJs and which ones are, like, not. <laughs> like, some of them are him being, like, that he just wants pee nowadays. Like, now he just wants some pee. Like, where can I get some or whatever? Like, just skeevy old man. <laughs> Give him back his Twitter account. This is a freedom of speech. I don't remember what he said. I, I believe that's one of the amendments to the Constitution. Yeah, the American one? Yeah. Because in Canada, there's no, it's not a Constitution, right? It's a Bill of Rights and Responsibilities. It's a Bill of Rights and Responsibilities. But OJ <laughs> just happens to not be from Canada. He is from the United States the of America. States. It has your knees. So he has the right to... I mean, he is living right now out of prison. True. He's living in Las Vegas. You know, this is 25 years after the OJ trials in 1994, which, by the way, here in Canada, we did broadcast that whole thing at schools on the TV. Yes, the I watched lobby. it. <laughs> Has that ever been done I again? I watched it. I feel like OJ made history just, just by doing that. True. I don't actually ever remember watching another trial the way. Like, I used to come home from school to watch OJ. Like, we, we pretty much, the walk home from school was like, ooh, I gotta get there. They're calling the next witness soon. But I was, like, into that. I was a kid who read, like, the Sunday Sun has that serial killer section. You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know this? I the Sunday Sun for me was about comics. Comic. Yes, I heard okay. you talking about the Sun the the other day. <laughs> You're talking, and about I had to I had to like not be like yeah in the serial killer section. I had to like keep that to myself. What was that about? Every Sunday Sun has a page that is like a true crime page, and it goes through. It's true crime. It's just like they're writing an article about some kind of a serial killer, some kind of a murder, some true crime thing that happened. So as a young child, when literally my dad was taking the comics and I was taking the true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I was like eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah. So I was, that whole trial thing, my mom just cussed me out last week for not being a lawyer. Because I, like, enjoy that. I enjoy maybe in, on another time, in another multiverse. I'm, I'm actually just a, some big shot lawyer. Wow. Yeah. And, and the thing about OJ and the trial is he got acquitted for all the counts of murder. But the Brown family, which Nicole Brown Simpson was his wife, mm -hmm. and the Goldman family, Ron Goldman, mm -hmm. they sued him in civil court for wrongful death. And they won, right? $33.5 million. Yeah, that's, that's why he doesn't have any stuff anymore. And he, yeah, he has not yet paid off the whole thirty. Of course he hasn't. And then they auctioned a bunch of his stuff off, and then he got caught stealing it, and then that's why he went to jail for all that time. Yeah, he auctioned off his thing. Showed up in a hotel room with a gun and then stole it back. It wasn't like he came under the... the it was armed. The cloak of night. That's, what that's why it was a felony. Yeah. He didn't come under the cloak of night. These two white guys were like, hey, OJ, 
we saw these guys with your stuff and your prize football was there. Here's a gun. Bloops. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to go. He walked in there. He's like, yeah. That's so OJ, though. Like, he's like, give me back my stuff. I wasn't around. Like, I can't. I, when OJ was, was a prime football player, I don't have that memory, right? Like, I was, that was not in my zeitgeist. You don't know nothing about the juice. I don't really, actually. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I know is that OJ said he's not black. He's OJ. I do know that. Yeah, he said that to many people. So, many people were so proud of that guy because they used to call him the refrigerator. The man used to just run into people. They called him OJ because he's like orange juicy and he would just go right into people and just run them over. Mm. He would run, he would do yards, he would do all this stuff. And black people were like, that's our boy. And then when they're like, hey, man, as a black person, how do you feel about this and being on TV and having he's all like, these I'm not black. He's like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And then people are like, ugh. But then today I just realized that black is uh, a social construct that uh, cannot be proven by science. Yeah, what I said is that there's no... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I never said that. I didn't say cannot be proven by science. What I I, said is that if you're looking at someone's genetic markers, you cannot tell what race they are because race itself is an external, like, it's an external thing that we as society made up. I love teasing. Yeah, because you're not going to do it. I love teasing. I love my <laughs> she, she feels the need to explain herself every time. Every time. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I'm like, well, actually, what I said was. I'm like, I didn't say it was you. So that's it. Going on. Off. Moving along. Moving along. I know who said it. So when you're like, this person said this. <laughs> I know it's me. Take it easy. <laughs> Yo, did you watch down. the Boondocks when it was on the first time? I watched an episode. One single episode? Yeah. Shock and surprise. Which one? Uh, wasn't memorable, sorry. Uh, you would love the Boondocks. I probably would. Yeah, you for sure would. But I hear it's coming back again. That's exciting. Now, it did come back before this most frequent time. Okay. But Aaron Magruder, the original producer, was not a part of it. So, so the writing was a little bit, and the, and the view and the yeah, it's like when you go to like cute. a festival and you try to get some ginger beer and it's like watered down for the mm. for the um. Somebody gave me ginger for beer for guests. Father's Day. Was it spicy and nice? They're like here. Have this juice, and I downed it, and I was like, <laughs> "Why didn't you tell me it was ginger?" I love ginger beer. Uh, the hotter the better. I have to. I like ginger beer like this. <laughs> like my nose <laughs> running, my eyes running. I like it to just bun me. I'm okay. I'm okay with ginger beer. Um, it's just not my first preference. I love it. It's my first preference. It's just like this. Let me explain. Moby. Moby is bitter. Also love that. Moby is bitter. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can take it, but I love it. You can give it to me ice cold any day of the week. I will drink it all, a whole pitcher. But that's my thing. Ginger beer to me is not so much. There's a lady in St. Vincent named Miss Ferdinand mm-hmm. who makes the best root beer in St. Vincent. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, not root beer. I actually met Moby. A mobby. Yeah, mobby. Mm. Yeah, she's known mm. for her mobby. Mm. So, 
um, Noel, who is going to be 50 years old this year, is talking to his mom. Yeah. Right? So Noel's talking to his mom, and they're talking about Miss Ferdinand. And Noel's mom says, man, she, she was old when I was young. <laughs> Old, old. Old, old. So I went two years ago to St. Vincent. And yeah. Miss Ferdinand's there. And she made, yes, wow. making Bobby. There's a young girl there working at the counter with her. So Noelle got like some like bun and cheese. And we ordered two mobbies. But there was only enough for one. We came kind of mid-afternoon. So the kids already came. And school drank time. Up. Yeah, and drank up the mobby, right? The girl goes, takes our money. And goes, she gonna get it for you. Who? <laughs> Miss Ferdinand. So Miss Ferdinand got it for her? Like she must be old as dirt. Oh, oh my god. When goodness. I say old and slow, like old, she's just making her way. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just set my mind to waiting at that point. Yeah, man. And that lady put did you everything. Cuss that, you didn't cuss on that girl? <laughs> Me? You just cuss other girls. Hey, you can't help me, lady. <laughs> take the thing. Man, Miss Ferdinand, what she doing? Yeah, Miss <laughs> Ferdinand's probably like, my eyes not good. Just take the money, but don't worry about the rest of it. I got this. <laughs> she was moving. She just... Let me tell you something. That Bobby recipe gonna die. With Best Bobby I ever tasted in my life. <laughs> boy. Gonna die with Miss Ferdinand. Eh? <laughs> yeah. If she ain't training somebody to do it by now. Please. Not. She's not. She's not. I'm going to go to the grave with Miss Ferdinand. <laughs> literally. That lady's not even allowed to pour the body. <laughs> so she can get this she for you. She can get this for you. Here comes Miss Ferdinand out. <laughs> Slow. Because huh? she got texture time, you know? <laughs> Funny. But um, I'm a little bit excited to see if Miss Ferdinand's still kicking. Okay. Be, yeah, I'll be sad if she's not there. But If she is. I should take a picture. No. And put it up on the wall. No. <laughs> you will get a flask. You will, a flask? You will pour the, the bobby, the bobby in it. A, bring it for you? Bring it back. Okay. And I, I can taste it on this podcast. If you don't bring it, everybody everybody in this well, podcast no. going to know. Bet. You. All right. Okay. Mobby it is. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So Boondocks is coming back. Boondocks. We weren't sure if Aaron Magruder was going to be a part of um, the thing this time, but it looks like he posted a, a reimagining. So it looks like he's part of it. That would be epic. Yeah. I'm pretty much okay with him just having some kind of like say so, period. Like he can veto everything. Like this is terrible. Write it again. Wow. So, yeah. That's what we want. I hope it comes back. I like Boondocks. It's one of my favorite cartoons. Um, Steven Universe, one of my favorite cartoons as well. I quite love. Uh, and also, what was that? The Gargoyles. That was one of my favorites. Gargoyles too. was mad awesome. Above, like, probably, like, top five. Head of its time. Way ahead. I'm Way waiting ahead for the live the action, bro. Of Gargoyles? Yes. Not good. Are you I don't kidding me? Make it happen. Why? Because it's got to be somebody bought it and now it's tied up yeah, in some vault you know and blah blah works. blah. Got to be, but a live they action. Brought that back. Yo, a live action gargoyles, bro. Imagine Goliath standing up and his wings just like. Whoosh. We have all the technology to make that happen nowadays. 
Yo, that would be sick. The greatest thing about the wings is the wings are like bat wings. And because they're like bat wings, mm-hmm. you know, it could be like amazing to watch that happen. Because it's not like we're, we're so used to seeing feathers like an angel. We're so used to seeing, you know, wings like a hawk or, or even... No, it has to be leathery bat wings. It's got to be like bat wings and yeah. come out and be like fluttering and... It's ready for a go. When it comes out. Yeah. And just like shiver and like water drips down. What is the down. voice for that again? Um, something David. He's the bishop now on uh, Greenleaf. I know Keith him. David. Keith David. His voice is amazing. You know him? Dark. Yeah. Like in real life? Why would I know Keith David in real life? <laughs> I don't know why you say you know I don't know. Keith we, we, she, she must think I'm living my best life on these streets. <laughs> why you say you know Keith David, but you don't know I, Keith I David? I don't know Keith David. <laughs> but I know. But you know who the bad is. Oh, can you press the button again? Let it all up. Yeah, that's what I got to do. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That was, we were talking about how dope uh, live action gargoyles would be. Live action gargoyles sounds fun. Yeah. It does. Um, But in any case, so Boondocks returning. Happy about that. Happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy about that. Mm, should we should we go to sadness before the BT Awards? Yeah, after? let's get to, let's go and let's talk about the you know. It's terrible. So, are we talking about white? Uh, we don't need a white slave savior, Is right? That so we don't need any more white saviors. We don't need any more white saviors. What does that mean? Well, there's a um. There's an Instagram called at, that's at No White Savior Saviors, and that's where we got this. Actually, I believe they might be also a podcast, but um, I was sent this article, and then I said, "Okay, we're going to talk about it on the pod." And then when I said we were going to talk about it on the pod, somebody referred me to the Instagram No White Saviors. So. Um, the story itself is... Yeah. Should I just read what they wrote? Well, tell us what happened. So this lady is a missionary. Her name is Renee. She worked in Uganda from 2009 to 2015, and she has a NGO um, called Serving His Children where she provides um, medical help, I guess. to children in Uganda. However, she's not a doctor. So she's doing all these doctor things, and unlike our gynecologist friend from a couple weeks ago who was doing all of the doctor's friends, uh, all the doctor's things, she was responsible for the death of over 100 children. So she'd be there wearing a lab coat and a stethoscope, pretending to be a doctor, making calls on people's lives. And even small, tiny babies died because of her pretending to be a doctor. Now, to me, like that in itself is nuts. But we know that missionaries go and do crazy stuff once they get wherever they are. Like, sure. 
it's not unusual, right? We can find a, we can find a lot of these stories. But the fact is that nothing happened to this lady. The mother from Uganda had to sue the lady. Which would have been very difficult, but had to do it, yeah? It's, so that's what they're in the process of doing now. Right. So it's not even a criminal case for this lady and um, holding her accountable for the deaths of these children. Right now, it's a mother like suing so that maybe she could win some kind of a civil that will help to take this lady to court for a criminal um, case. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, too, and, and so that everybody understands this. When you go on the Twitter account, No White Saviors, mm-hmm. um, you'll notice that they have about 171,000 followers. Mm-hmm. They, they say, we never said no white people. Mm-hmm. We just know you shouldn't be the hero of the story. If you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable, you're not listening. So it's very important to, to, to understand where this is where people are going with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, th- this lady came in, she's doing a lot, but I'm, I'm sure there's been other people other than this lady who have made these types of calls and stuff like that. There was a, a, um, there was a doctor that was feeding children bleach. Why? To kill them, this solution with bleach and water, another Uganda um, thing. That was not that long ago either. Yeah, honestly, these things are weird. So, and they're weird to me. Like, why would you do that? It's very toxic. There's a big skull and crossbone on the bleach. Well, I guess the idea is not everybody that's a missionary is actually coming to actually save the people there. Like, some of them think that, I don't know, whatever saviorship that they're coming to do is completely, is different, right? There was that guy, and that was in Uganda too. Remember that white guy cussing out that um, black guy at the hotel? Yeah. When he was like, did he slap him? Did he reach over the thing and slap him? And the guy's like, sir, sir, sir. And the guy was like clearly mm-hmm. on something. Yeah. That was in Uganda too. So what's up with these missionaries in Uganda? It can't be just Uganda. It's just maybe the stories are coming out of there. Um, it, well, yes. I, I know in Liberia there's been lots of missionaries out in Liberia as well. Mm-hmm. But the Liberian people tend to kill those mil- missionaries a lot. Okay. Right? Whereas the Ugandans are not really killing them as much. The bad ones? The bad missionaries? Or, no. You mean the bad ones? You mean they the- tend to kill the bad missionaries? No. They kill everybody. Really, so, Liberia? Yeah. I know a lot of Liberian people. Are, do they live here? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's You're talking about the war people. Yeah, well, it is called war-torn Liberia. Like, the, war-torn is part of the description. Yeah, of but you got to go back. And, I mean, behind every war is a political motivation. It's currently happening right now. I mean, they have a lot of stuff going on right now. But also, they also have gold and diamonds and They have and a lot oil. of resources that people want to get mm-hmm. to. But a lot of killing is taking place by their own people. Mm-hmm. Where are those guns coming from? <clears throat> and, yeah. Do they the guns make are, the from guns coconut? Are, the guns are being supplied to people mm-hmm. um, from different places. So there's a lot of things where you stem back to even... The beginnings of slavery and colonialism, uh-huh. where they pick because one Liberia, against another. Because Liberia, they came from the states too, right? 
They came from the States. That's what Liberia is. So a lot of people killing right now, I mean, I remember there was a bishop that, um, well, my bishop in Florida wanted me to go to war-torn Liberia. I was all gung-ho about going over to Africa and checking it out. Yeah? Except when the man from Liberia came and said he came down, and he came down, like, I think the Friday, and then the Saturday... He got news that his church had been raided by raiders, and they took a bunch of the women and raped them and killed all the missionaries and then and all the preachers. And that's not the missionaries that were sent to Liberia. It's the actual missionaries that live in Liberia. <laughs> They're from Liberia. So you just put that stamp on them? So, no. Well, when that happened, I was like, eh, I don't think I want to go back. I, I'm not ready for the missionary work yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Seems more training. dangerous. It was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was very, very afraid of going, and they convinced me that I should go. Um, so I was getting ready to go, but then my student visa had expired, so I had to come back to Canada and kind of renew it. And then when I came back, they had it changed, didn't work out. The they same. changed their their minds about me even going because a lot of what happened there while I was came to Canada, a lot of things happened there. And they, the whole church got burnt down. Whoa. Yeah, there's a bunch okay, of stuff. Okay, wow. So there's a bunch of things that happened that I, that got avoided. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a really, that's a really crazy story. It's, it's yeah, very hard I guess to, it, it to process for a lot of people. It's hard to process for me, even. Like, white saviorship in itself is a thing that I tiptoe around. I definitely, um, I don't accept as much help. Um from white folks just for uh, avoidance of being the person that they save at any given time. All right. So, but th- I mean, that, that's personal stuff. Well, for those people who are watching um, <clears throat> and listening, mm. watching in the watch party, if you have any comments about that, you know, leave them down below. Yeah, we'll be on the watch party with you here watching ourselves. It'll be super meta. It'll be crazy. Meta. Crazy meta. Hella meta. Hella meta. (laughs) Okay. Okay, what you got next? So next we have, on the scroll, BET. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their awards ceremony came up. Mm -hmm. Quite a few things happened. Cardi B uh, set history as being the first female rapper to ever win Artist of the Year. Amazing. Congratulations to Cardi. Congratulations to Cardi. Mm-hmm. I like her. Mm-hmm. She's, I feel like she's authentic. Yeah. She talked about how she got the name Cardi B. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, she has a sister named Hennessy, an older sister named Hennessy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people used to call her Bacardi. Bacardi. Mm-hmm. But then when she started with the Bacardi and went online and stuff like that, Bacardi was like, no. So she, she did the Cardi B mm-hmm. as a way to figure it out. And that became her name. So she went on there, did a very sexy um, performance okay. with husband Offset. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it was a, everybody's ranting and raving about this performance. Then we had a, the uh, Lifetime, no, not that one yet, um, Old Town Road, right? Yeah, um, 
Lil Nas X was on there with Billy Ray Cyrus, who was the first cowboy to grace the bet stages. Yes. And they came in there. He came in with a yellow cowboy suit and some black leather chaps. Um, I actually recently, I think like literally yesterday, we saw him hanging out with Rihanna. And I was like, oh, what's happening? But they were just hanging out in the back. Rihanna's like, oh, hey, what's up? You're on the come up. What's up? I'm a multimillionaire. And yeah. And then that guy, Lil Nas X, was like, oh, my God, it's Rihanna. I bet. Because I would be gagging. Rihanna, by the way. I have to change the way I say her name because that's how you say it. Rihanna. You, you don't say Rihanna? No, I say Rihanna. Oh. Okay. Wrong. Is wrong that wrong? Did she, she said that? She says Rihanna. She's like, listen, that's wrong. Don't, don't be don't She be didn't say the way name. you said it is wrong. She just says, hi, it's Rihanna here. Rihanna. Rihanna. That's She's her Rihanna. name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lil Nas X also has a new song called Bring You Down. Mm. I know I'm gonna bring you down. It's as much alternative as it sounds. Lil Nas just seems like he's gonna put together an album of him doing every other genre. Like, hey, bro, you sing? Yeah. What genre? Yeah. <laughs> all. <laughs> 100 of them. All, all of them. 100%. The yeah. Every single one. So this little Nas X song, I'm not even mad about it, actually. It's like, I could, I could groove to this. I'm like, okay, I remember when I used to listen to this alternative. It's like alternative. Lil Nas X came out, and I didn't really show you. It was, it was a leather, yellow leather thing, no shirt on beneath. Yes. Do I get to see it right His now? Abs. Live for the first time? Abs there. So I'm going to show you this He's live. got skinny man abs. He's got those skinny man abs. And he's up here. Okay, some, sir. I got the bone out there in the old town. Okay, sir. I'm going to ride. Yo, you know who loves that song? Every child. Children <laughs> love that song. Every That's their jam. Your the kids love world. it? <laughs> no, they? but they came up singing it. Now they're like, meh. <laughs> my, kids, my kids are on it and then off it. Just, just as quick as they're on it. Fair enough. I'm like, you, you kids don't know nothing about music. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like, okay, okay. No, I don't know nothing about this. They're, okay, old man. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened, and that then, happen. and then our friend, good, good, good friend and singer, Mary J. Blige. I like to call her my friend, although I never met her. True. But I didn't grow up with her. So didn't we all? Her coming out with some song, she got the tribute for Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards, which was amazing. <laughs> and you were saying and, uh, that if they were going to give you a Lifetime Achievement Award, you'd be like, no. No, I don't want it. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Why? I, everybody they've given that Lifetime Achievement Award has to sing every song they've ever created. Every single song ever. in their category. Ever. In their, um, what do you call it? Last year, they gave it to Faith Evans. Faith Evans did the performance of her life. I've never seen... I can imagine. You have to work for it. It was so much. <laughs> and she was amazing. Like, her like, voice... everything did, I did in my yeah, life. She's like, this is the trills. And she did all the... All the runs. She did everything. Wow. Which was great. Um, I've seen Charlie, last name Wilson, go up there and sweat his 
pants off. Uncle He's Charlie? Like, Uncle Charlie was there doing all <laughs> Oh, Lean it up against fuck. the wall. Lean it up. He's so tired. Wiping the sand. Took a break. Took a drink. Talked to the audience for a Talked second. Talked to the audience. He gave the mic to somebody. Went to the bathroom. Came back. All the songs. Like all the, that. All the songs he had to do. BT's wicked. I feel the wicked set of people. <laughs> They're like holding the award until you finish. Yeah. They're like, no, man. You got to do all your songs all ever. Of all of them. I'm like, that's not right. They gave it one time to um, Erica Badu. She did every song that was good. <laughs> Is this every only a song. BET phenomenon? Because I feel like in other award shows, they sing, like they get a tribute people to, to sing them. to the person. Like here, we will sing all of your songs. Yeah. yeah, we'll sing all your songs. And a lot of times the tributes now, nowadays the tributes go to the dead. So okay, they're like, okay. while you're alive, let's hear you do all the songs you did for the you last three decades. You may as well sing it while you're still here. Yeah. Erica Badu did, um, um, what was the song? Baby, you love me. Baby, I love you. You know that you love me. If you were worried about it. Oh, yeah. She did that song. And that's not even her song. That's, that's what I'm trying Scott to and the Roots. <laughs> no, but she sang Scott. that. That's her and the roots. Yeah, no, but yes, but Jill Scott is the writer. Oh, she's she was the, the one writer? who originally did it. Yeah, oh, it's Jill amazing. Scott's thing, and then Erica Badu sang it. So, so Erica Badu sang that. She's on. Have the you video. heard Jill Scott's version of that? She yeah, because yeah. I watched it live on BT when Jill Scott was getting her <laughs> her lifetime achievement. Jill Scott, but <laughs> Jill Scott did hers too. Yeah. She got a lifetime achievement award. Jill Scott was saying um, everything, sweating, sweating. Hold on, and I'm supposed to do. No, that's uh, that's Erica Badu. Right. No, she did Long Wild. Yeah. Let's take. Yeah. Uh, she did that one. He loves me. Wow. She did all the songs. She said, "I want to let you know that I wrote these songs for people to make love to." I love Jill Scott forever. And then she just sat there and was let you marinate on that for a bit, and then the whole crowd was like, <laughs> "Yeah." They're like screaming. Yeah, I love her. I love her. What's your favorite Jill Scott song? Ah, uh, might Since be He love Loves her. Me, I think. You know what mine is? What? Crown, Royal, and Dice. <laughs> love it. Okay. <laughs> your face is like, boom. Like, you just shot that young. Okay, sir. I'm glad you enjoy it. And I'm going to listen to it differently now. It's mine and... Um, you know Mary Mary, the, the gospel group? Mm-hmm. Erica Campbell said that's her favorite, too, for Mary Mary. Okay. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. So, okay, so their names are not Mary and Mary. No, not at all. <laughs> I, and you know what? It's, it's fair enough. It's Just a fair say, question. Too, it's a fair question because okay. a lot of people thought they're, they're both named Mary, but they're actually sisters. Okay. Right? Erica Campbell and um, Tina Campbell. But the kicker is this. One, Erica Campbell married um, uh, her producer, or their producer. Okay. His last name is Campbell. And then Tina married this other dude. His last name is Campbell. So they're sisters, but they ended up marrying two dudes with the same last name. Which was the same as their original last name? No. Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, gotcha. They just got two new same last names. Yeah. That is something. It's 
quirky. Okay. There's still sisters by last name anyway. Yeah. And there's still sisters by blood. I prefer to watch and listen to the BET Awards the way I did, which is via Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I like to just scroll and let my scroll refresh what's going on. The memes are up right away. That Marseille Martin meme where she's making that face. Did you, did you watch the one where... I didn't watch You didn't anything. watch anything? I read... Oh, the little videos? Yeah, like there's little videos of... Um, little clips and stuff? Tiny yeah. clips of like Faith last year and stuff like that. Faith's no, performance on that. YouTube is hands-on. Like you will appreciate it. Yeah. It's hands-on a performance. Back like, in the wow. day when nobody from Edmonton had heard of Faith Evans and she came out with that Missing You song. Hold on, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you and your whole church. I'm talking about everybody else. My church don't listen to that type of music. Okay, I'm not talking about you and your black people. I'm talking about where I was, where there was nobody else like me. Mm-hmm. So one of the guys was like, really, we were driving and the song... Um, that's the Faith Evans song we got here. That's the first time anybody heard about that girl, right? Okay. So the guy's like, hey, hey, I'm not talking about you. Relax. <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying it's just that terrible. That no one had heard about her. No. Right. That's weird. So we're driving in some cadet thing. And, yo, tell me why the guy's, like, telling everybody in the car that Faith Evans never sang before and, and like, did, did he pretty much, like, discovered her and put her on the album and, like... like he just made up his own story? He made up her entire, like, E! True Hollywood story. And I'm, like, in the car, like, no. That's false. It's definitely false. That's not I'm, like, she... Yeah. But it's, it's hard when you're in a car full. It's hard. It's just hard. That's a Canadian thing. It's hard to be like, um... <laughs> it's a Canadian thing. That was growing up in Canada. It's hard to be believed when you know more than the people around you, when you're the one only black person. It's, ch- it's hard to just for them to believe you, especially when you're contradicting everything else and you know it for facts. Like, no, that's completely wrong. Like, man, why do you have to be here? Oh, man, oh, because you go to New York now, so you know everything about music? Like, no, but she has an album. <laughs> So, this is awkward. <laughs> That's super awkward. Yeah, but I mean, when you're a kid, you don't know how to, you just shut up. You don't know how to handle that. Uh, yeah. Maybe you did. I did not. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's quite sensitive. Still am. So, what you got? What's next? We're done with the scroll? Or you have more scroll things? I don't have any more scroll things at this time. Okay. I don't so... think. If I remember something, because there was something that I meant to break down, to but I didn't write down. Okay. Well, um, first shop talk in a long time. I'm going to talk a little bit more about my hair. I have pretty long locks. Anybody who knows me, they're like about my waist length, I guess, or just the top of my butt. We'll do, okay, so we'll do shop talk and then we'll talk about the screen. Oh, shucks. Sorry. I'm just going to go. But, um, yeah, pretty much what I've been going through... Getting ready to travel is getting my hair ready to travel, because while I want it up and not to touch anything, because I don't want it to touch everything, right? Because my hair is like fabric dragging on everything. Mm-hmm. So especially through the airport, all those things, I have to find a way to have it so that I can have it up and like not everywhere, but at the same time be able to be searched, because those people search my hair. Like if I were to wrap in a turban, they would they make me take down my hair 
And they take their little plastic gloves and they go like this, boop, 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 and squeeze out my hair and make sure that there's nothing in it. Why do they do that? To make sure that there's nothing in it. <laughs> well, I know that, but why do you think they do it Other than racism? Yeah, because is it always white people or is it black people too? Um, so, yeah. So when I talk about racism, I'm talking about systemic racism. So it's possible for black people to uphold the systems of racism that we are in and we participate, you know, we're in and we participate in. So I think it's racism. I think it's, um, it, you know, a little bit of it institutionalized. And some of it is, that's the thing, when they're standing there searching my hair, they're criminalizing me for everybody walking by. Because people walking by don't know that I don't have cocaine hidden in my locks or whatever. They just see somebody with dread, like dreadlocks getting searched. Right? So it doesn't actually matter what the outcome of that is. Just being in that position is always stressful. Then I get an attitude. When I was in um, Orlando, the guy told me the reason I always get searched is because my hair is not normal for a human. It's not normal for a human to have hair this long. And my hair was like six inches shorter than it is now. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, getting ready to travel. I can't wear too much essential oils um, because people can be really sensitive and like ooh, over the top Yeah. Um, with their reactions to it. Um, kind of try to plait it up and wrap it, but have something that I can like unwrap easily because they definitely always go through my hair. Yeah. That's about it. So it's just getting ready to travel. Definitely physically, I have to tie it up spiritually. And then emotionally, I have to be ready for that process. Because as soon as they pull me aside and I get an attitude, then they're extra searching me. They're like, oh, you must be guilty. I'm like, mm. So what exactly are you going to do with them? Now that I have it in plaits, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much just going to wear a tam. Okay. So it's up, it's covered and everything, and then they're going to make me take out my tam anyway. I haven't had a time where they've had me unbraid it yet, but I have had a time where it was like tied up, even if it, it was unwrapped but tied up, and I've had to still take it down on top of that. So Wow. Yeah. It's just, okay. Yeah. Well, for all the black people out there, we're probably sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. You have to go through that, but I'm glad you have a plan. My friend said yesterday in China, they don't even hide it. She was like, oh, in China, they're just like, oh, you're black, you're black, you're black, you're black. Come here to the searching line. (laughs) Like, they're not even, they're not, they don't even skip step on it. Yeah. They're not even trying. Listen, the way they've been killing people out in China, I don't have a problem stepping aside for a second so they can check it. Because I don't want to be one of those ones that are like, oh, you with Donald Trump and Trudeau, and the next thing you know, you're done. Yeah, but the, the good and really amazing thing about you is that you don't think that sometimes when people are checking your bag, they're, like, putting stuff in there. That's true, too. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, eh, if you could stay out of it, that would be my personal preference. It'd be great, but... What if they feel out my hair or whatever, and then I go to the next checkpoint, and then they swab my hair, and there's, like, some shit on my hair that they're like, oh, you must be making bombs or whatever? Yeah. That's a weird one. Those are the things I think about. Those are the things you should think about because yeah. it happens all the time. Does it really, though? I don't know if it does, but I think about it happening. We should put it in a movie. Dan. Write it. Write it. Write it right in there. Oh, I'm going to write it on my idea pad right now. For those of you listening that are in the movie business, we have ideas. We have 
many ideas. We have the ideas. That we should just money. start one script and put all of our ideas in it. And wow, it just... <laughs> that would be one heck of a movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be good. It would be a sci-fi spoof. There hasn't been any good, in good sci-fi spoofs lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up watching, like, Spaceballs. And... I have a feeling. I, this is my problem with spoofs. I feel like the Wayans brothers took over they just all did it of properly. them. They did all they the did. spoofs. And they did it properly. Yeah. So now it's hard for other people to do it because you're expected to yeah. ha- hold up to the caliber of the Wayans brothers. Yeah. Because they, the cla- they are the classic spoof makers, really, of the 90s, of the aughts. They had a good 20-year run. They had a good run. Really It good. might be more if we count. It might be like 25. I think they took all the runs in all the years where people aren't sensitive about a lot of things. <laughs> so, you so all have the sensitivity. it's a little bit harder because there's a lot of sensitivity to things. I don't think it's that hard. I think you just have to be more creative in your comedy. And comedians should be creative anyway. I find that it's lazy comedians that are like, ooh, everybody's so sensitive now. There's a lot of lazy comedians. That's because true. there's guys like Tony Baker who will go up there and not offend anybody and actually champion people's rights. Yes. He's always on it. Like, yo, blah, blah, blah. Champion people's rights and still be hilarious. But when Wayans Brothers came and do, did their spoofs, they made fun of everything. Did I tell you, did recently someone said White Chicks is offensive? Yeah. <laughs> so white, it was white, good. White Chicks is offensive. That was a legit. He did the one where the small guy was called a midget throughout the entire movie. And he was a baby at the same time. <laughs> He was actually a baby. He was actually a baby in the movie. They, 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 he was playing a baby, but he was a... He That's was a little black guy? I think he was a little black guy. Or a little, little man. It's a little black man. He's a little black... He was who a little be cussing people out. He has like... Um, it, was one of the Wayans, it was one of the Wayans brothers who played this little, little guy. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no, what no. I'm thinking about. No, it was, a, it was one of the Wayans brothers. He played a baby. He played like this thief that had like a baby face that was small like a baby. But was grown. But was totally grown. And then the, the, the husband and wife wanted a baby so bad. And then he played the baby that got ad- adopted because there was like jewels that fell into their house. So he was like trying to get the jewels from the house. It was really, really dorky. Okay. But in the end, they made fun of uh, little people. By calling them all types of names they don't want to be called. All kind of names they don't want to be called? All kinds of names that little people don't want to be called. Okay. So, we got to get back at them. But this is a good time to talk about what was on your screen. Because I jumped right over that. This week, recommending on Netflix, Rim... Earth? What is it called? Rim... Rim... Wait. Outer Rim? What's it called? Rim... Earth Rim? Rim Around the World. Rim... Rim of the World. Rim of the World. There it is. I knew it. (laughs) Rim of the World. Cast some seriously amazing and funny stars. 
Yeah. Um, so you have some black stars like Benjamin Flores Jr. Very funny, young black man, mm-hmm. young black star. Um, King Bach, who is a social media legend mm-hmm. right at this time, a living social media legend. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have him and you have a couple people. Uh, Andrew Bachelor, these black people are on there, went on Netflix and did the thing. It was hilarious. Um, so you got to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Grownish, you were talking about. Grownish on mm-hmm. the small screen. Mm-hmm. Watching Grownish, they talk about all of the things. Everything. Grownish and blackish. Best uh, shows on TV. Yes. Yeah. Talking about a lot of black problems and issues. Um, yeah. Grownish. The, okay. There was a blackish, not to cut you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I know you've never seen it. There's a black, or you saw one episode, my bad. There's a blackish where um, Anthony Anderson's trying to get to work and the elevator opens. Have you seen this one? And there's a little black girl, there's a little white girl on the elevator. And he goes, oh, hell no. And he's like, no. And then he runs up and he's late. And he's like, oh, sorry, you guys. There's a little white girl in the elevator. <laughs> And then the, the other black guy that he works with, like, they go back and forth in there, whatever. They're, like, telling him how terrible he is. And then the other black guy comes in. He's like, oh, sorry, you guys. There's a little white girl on the elevator. <laughs> and then Anthony Edison goes home and tells his dad, Lawrence Fishburne, right, what happened. And he's like, oldest trick in the book. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. So Bull was like, what? There was a white girl in the elevator and you guys didn't help her? And then they, like, went into why. No, no, they did not. Yeah, and that's the thing about Blackish. It's hilarious and it's funny. So Grownish is a spinoff. Grownish reminds me of um, a different world. A okay. Bit. So it's like so a, I'll watch it for sure. It's I like love a, a different world. It's definitely that different world feel, but this real life thing. And uh, the star of the show, um, Yara. Y- 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 what? I don't know her last name is, but it's Yara. Whoa! 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Tiara. I thought it was. Oh. Yara Shahidi. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Jackson um, is on there. Mm-hmm. Chloe and Halle Bailey. Yeah, I like them. They're amazing. They're in it. You have Diggy Simmons. Oh, Diggy's in it? Diggy's amazing. Yo, I would have been watching the show if I knew Diggy's, Diggy was in it. I've been a fan of Diggy since Diggy was like seven. I was like, this boy. This boy about to be something. Ziggy just, um, Diggy just came up on Outshine, his big brother. Remember his big brother was like trying to have a music career? And then Diggy came up and was like, fall back, bro. Is he produced now, probably? Diggy right now is doing this show. He's dating... Uh, one of the girls, I think it's Holly. Oh, Diggy is in. It's and he's good. Yeah, and he's real good. I've been a Diggy fan since he did that. Con- His dad let him do that concert at their house or whatever, whatever <laughs> I episode. I, I saw that. Of course we did. That was amazing. He was good. He and was we good. at that time, you were like, "This kid's got it. <laughs> this kid's gonna do yeah. things." What was his brother's name again? I don't remember, but he definitely like. He definitely outshined his. To me, he has outshined his brother. Talent. That guy's straight talent. He's got mad talent. He's even got a clothing line. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Ross, right? Right. He's got the, he's got the sneakers. No, that's not Ross. That's Rev, Rev's, Rev's kid. 
Reverend. Yeah, that's Reverend. Reverend's yeah. kid. Uncle Russ. Man, I'm thirsty. My tea, sorry. So, so, good. so delicious. It's very thirst-quenching. <laughs> anyway, so... What else you got on the screen? So, on, on the screen, and then we have coming out, or this week it should be out, I believe, is Shaft. Is it this week already? I think so. Okay. I will just double check to make sure, but Shaft is coming out with all of the peoples. Mm -hmm. You have, um, oh, 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 it is already out. It's out. June 14th. Mm. Oh. A few weeks A late. couple of weeks. I feel like we did talk about Shaft not that long we ago, did. though. So there, it's out. Um, so that is great. Is it playing anywhere in Edmonton? Shaft. We, we missed the window. Shaft? Is it playing? Shaft's at Cineplex, Scotia Theaters, all the Cineplex Theaters. Okay. All this week. <clears throat> Proving um, me wrong. Uh, where are we at? So it's on... In the afternoon, like 12.30-ish. Okay. So it's there. Gotta check it. Gotta check it. Mm-hmm. So you got Regina Hall in there, Richard Rowtree, Samuel Jackson, Jackson yeah. Jesse Usher is in there. I don't know who that is. Oh, man. He's a new guy, but he's a good guy. I'll Google it. I'm sure I'll know his face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shaft went to Africa in the original one. They had Shaft in Shaf Africa. Africa. <laughs> that was 1973 when they came out with that. But they didn't do Shafrica. No, they did not do Shafrica. It's unfortunate. Missed opportunity, but no problem. <laughs> just saying. I, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll just gonna leave that one. Definitely a missed opportunity, but fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else for me on the screen? I watched some movie that had Gerard Butler in it, but not Gerard Butler. Apparently, I confuse. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Javier Bardem. They look exactly the same. So I... Whoa! Stop for a second here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went back on Google. Okay. <laughs> I looked up these two individuals. Javier Bardem? Nothing. You're crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. And, and Jeffrey. Jeffrey. They look exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. But you pause. confused Gerard pause. Butler. Pause, 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 pause. I called them both because I can't tell them apart. I call them the guy I always confuse for Gerard Butler. But I don't get that. <laughs> I've never confused them for Gerard Butler. When I see Gerard Butler, I'm like, oh, that's Gerard Butler. When I see them, I'm like, oh, that's that guy I always confuse with Gerard Butler. Either of the two of what them. What is happening in your life? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Why is this so roundabout? <laughs> I looked up the guy, I'm like, he looks nothing like Gerard Butler. I looked at the other guy, like, he looks like Javier. <laughs> I've all I've mistaken that guy for Javier. Oh, of course, they look the same, but I never even tell them apart. <laughs> I never even tell them apart to be like, oh, in fact, I just learned their names. Would try to figure out. I literally was like on my Facebook, who's that guy that I confused for Javier Bardem? Somebody for Gerard Butler. For Gerard Butler. Yeah. And somebody said that guy's name, and I was like, what? How did you even come up with this? <laughs> and the person was Colin Brereton, and I was like, wow. Colin. Yeah, Colin was on it. I was like, Colin. I was like, 
This is who you're thinking of. <laughs> I'm like, like how it is? did you figure that out? I couldn't figure that out. But yo, they said Clive Owen. They gave me some, like, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them that are confusable. But Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Morgan, Dean Morgan. Somebody said Eric Bana, and I was like, yeah. Oh, somebody did say Eric Bana. You said yeah? I was like, yeah, I can see where you confuse those two. I'm Eric Banner and... Yeah, because, not, not because they look alike, but because they're kind of popular and they both have brown hair. Okay. That's it's it. not even them. I confuse... Bardem and Morgan. Completely. I cannot tell them apart. I call them the guy I mix up with Gerard Butler. I do not mix them up with Gerard Butler. I know exactly what Gerard Butler looks like. I know who he is. It's so weird. It's so weird. (laughs) Anyway, this movie I watched had them in it, and then oddly enough, Idris Elba. (laughs) One of them. I couldn't even tell you which one it is. It's, I think, the not Spanish one. Which would be Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I just don't and it also had Id- Idris in it, and Idris ends up betraying everybody. I pretty much gave away the movie. I couldn't even tell you what movie it is. And there's a bunch of people in it, too. There's another pretty the one in there. The movie she is referring to is called The Losers. I love the movie. I've watched it <laughs> you like know the 15 movie? times. <laughs> yes. It's called The Losers, and it's a Marvel comic. Okay, maybe I'll pay attention next time. It's a Marvel comic. I didn't like that. Um, What's his name? Like, um, you just Alba? Yeah, sold everybody out. Why? He's the bad guy. Yeah, I don't like him. That's the bad guy. He's gonna be the bad guy in Fast Nine. Um, No, I don't want him to be diabolical and maniacal. If he's gonna be the bad guy, be the worst possible bad guy. Because I like an antihero. I like a bad guy. He's not an antihero. I know. He's just a bad guy. And he says it in the thing. He's like, I'm the bad guy. No, I like... Actually, he says like this. I'm the bad guy. (laughs) That's not his accent. That's way more cockney than his (laughs) accent. Off, off, off. (laughs) Oint, oint, oint. (laughs) It's the only movie I remember from this. This is terrible. It was Finding Nemo. Finding Dory. (laughs) He was in Finding Dory. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was a walrus. And he's like, he's like talking to another walrus, and the walrus is trying to get on this rock they're on. He's like, he's like, Gerald, get off. Off, 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 off. And the two, these two walruses are like, off, 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 off. Oh, they're pushing, they're fighting each other. No, they're telling this third walrus oh, to get off. To get off the thing. That's funny. Yeah. Good, 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 good times. Men in black. Literally, Noel put it on. It was like, and when he put it on, I was like, why are you putting this on? I actually had something I wanted to watch. That's why. Oh, Idris. He said, yeah, I know you. That's exactly Bo-see. how it went down. Bosey. 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 I'm like, oh, it's boo. It's boo. Feeling a rhythm. Mm-hmm. I think his... Um, his wife is from my country, so it makes me feel like by extension. Hey, hey. Look at that. IJS. Take what you can get. That's it. Yeah, that's it for me. Do you have a word this week? I do have a word this week. Do you have a word this week? Maybe we'll do two words. Let's go with your word. Mine? Mm. Let's see what you got. 
Well, my word is about trusting the process. Okay. Um, I had a lot of anxiety this week for this impending vacation. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like a tr- freight train barreling towards me. I felt like I was not prepared, like I needed to continue to work, and I was just not looking forward in a positive way to the vacation. Um, but I, what has happened since then is that, first and foremost, um, a lot of the things that I felt like I couldn't go because they weren't done, it got resolved. Um, just one at a time, we just kind of broke it down and I found myself looking around, actually also with the help of Sunday Sun Salutations Yoga, I found myself looking around and realizing that all those things that had mounted and seemed like it was overwhelming and I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do because of these barriers, they all kind of one by one went away. And one of the reasons why I booked this way in February Um, was so that I couldn't cancel it when it was time. Because I knew if it came time and I waited to book it, I would just not book it and continue to work. So all of this relates to trusting the process in that I'm typically one that that tries as best as I can to do exactly like that. Trust the process. Do everything that you can do. And then once it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands, right? So this time, they say um, depression is when you worry about the past. Anxiety is when you worry about the future. This time, I was probably a little bit too worried about a vacation, which is not a thing you're supposed to worry about. And um, yeah, and ended up not trusting the process, which kind of put me in a mental barrier space. And um, yeah, so that's it, I guess. I don't know if I was a little bit rambly today. But trust, I was, I am, no. But the point is, trust the process. Even though it might seem upside down, you might not know which way's up or what's the end of the path, but definitely put one foot in front of the other and know that this universal place, or um, if it's God that you're talking to, they would never set you up to fail. So it's not how this works. That's awesome. That's what I got. I like it. Okay. It's very much along the lines of what I was going to say as well. Were you? Yeah. Well, you were inspired yeah. by my... Very, 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 very... By my lunacy. Listen, everybody goes through it. So yeah. you get anxiety, there's things happening, there's lots of things that happen around the world. Yeah, and sometimes it feels like it's out of your hands. A lot, and I go through that more than you have. You've talked me off the ledge many times, so seeing you... Um, get nervous about different things. It's a very familiar place for me. So even hearing your word that you have for today, trusting in the process, I've heard that before from you. Mm-hmm. And so you learned your own, you drank your own tea, you sipped your own tea tonight, and yeah. it's good. I well, liked it. And you helped everybody else. And while you're gone, I'm going to replay the podcast over and over when I get there. Yeah, right. To hear the soothing, calm voice telling me to just calm down. Like the ocean. <laughs> like the ocean. Yeah, just replay that word for yourself. Mm-hmm. After a while, you're like, she's just rambling. Why don't you just get to the <laughs> What are you talking about on this stuff? <sighs> All right, everybody. Everybody who will probably be in a watch party with you today so you can figure out what's going on here on the screen. 
Um, we miss everybody who tunes in with us every week. I think this is the first week that I really realized how special that dynamic is. So I'm really excited to come back. I'm faintly here, and I told you so, echoing inside of my mind. But um, I'm excited to come back and be on live. I'd be like super 10, and <laughs> there it is again. I'd be super tanned and all uh, carnivaled out. Black. Black, 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 Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm excited um, about that. And then afterwards, we have Care West coming up. So yeah. We didn't do calendar of events this week. We <laughs> kind of did, because I did mention that on July 1st, there's the St. Albert. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a song. The Funk Fest, remember mm-hmm. you said that? Yes. We have a Stonewall after party. Stonewall after parties on Friday. Mm-hmm. That would be this Friday coming up. Uh-huh. It is a private event, so let us know. If you're Friday in the day at 1 o'clock is the block party. Nice. Over in Fraser. Okay, okay. Um, it's a parking lot uh, block party, so a lot of people are invited. Usually about 1,500 people come. There's Sounds like a bouncing castle occasion. Maybe, because there will be children off school. They're off last days on the 27th. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll be on stage mm-hmm. there as well, doing yeah. some stuff. If you're listening to this or watching this, you know any black authors, yes. definitely um, send us their information. We have a little thing coming up in August that we, we would like to um, reach out to them. And then also coming up for Carry West, um, Jab Jab is still on and in full effect, so register a sit-a-da-da-da-da-dap. We'll be calling for your money on July 15th. And um, that's about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks, but also to get, getting back. In with you guys next week, we have guest podcast hosts, um, Tan Tan and Janie, and the week after. Tan Tan and Janie going to be with me. Yeah. And the week after, we're going to have... Raleigh. Raleigh. In the building. Doing the Raleigh's report. Mm-hmm. Might have some drinks. I don't know what we're going to have. Who knows? I think it'll be a good time. We also have, um, we're going to have a live band in here one day in August. We still have to do a launch party, even though we're 10 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we are looking at doing one of the most epic things in junior high school. A pizza party. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love this podcast, please, please, please share it with your friends and family. You can catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Podbean, and Radio Public. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And good night. <laughs>